Hey there, Mike Stelzner from the Social Media Marketing Podcast, and you're listening to Cliff Ravenscraft, the world's number one authority in the world of podcasting. He's the podcast answer man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, a podcast devoted to helping you take your message through a podcast, your business, and your life to the next level. This, my friends, is episode number 498. We're almost to 500 there. Anyway, I am your host, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. And in this week's episode, we're going to touch on three things. First, I'm going to give you an announcement that Apple has just released. They are rebranding what they call their podcast directory. Also, I'm going to provide you one little bit of feedback from Rick Coast regarding episode 497. And then I have another piece of email feedback from a listener named Jerry. I'm going to read to you his feedback and in response to it, I'm going to try to share off the top of my head how I fit it all in (laughs) or do I fit it all in and it is all about life management all the little things that that life throws your way and all the things that you're committed to all the things that you're you have set for yourself as goals how do you fit it all in that's what Jerry wants to know And that, my friends, is what we're going to talk about today. So let's start with the very first thing. I got an email from Apple. Chances are, if you have a podcast in the podcasts directory and you have your correct contact email listed in there, chances are you already have this information, but just in case. And for those out there who don't yet have a podcast, I think it's important to know this, that Apple Podcasts is the new brand name for the podcast app for iTunes, all right? Or for, yeah, well, what was iTunes podcasts is now Apple Podcasts is what I'm trying to say. So for a, for the longest time, I've already been calling this the Apple Podcast Directory. It used to be the iTunes Podcast Directory because, well, back in, I think it was 2006, Apple introduced podcasting into iTunes, which is their desktop software. Then when the iPhone came out, they eventually started to roll the podcast syncing of subscriptions of podcasts into the iTunes app, the mobile app on the phone. And then Oh, gosh, I guess it's been several years now that they actually came out with a standalone podcasts app on the iPhone, and it simply had the label podcasts on there, and from that point on, I just started calling this Apple Podcasts, and when I referred to the directory, I called it the Apple Podcast directory, although I have noticed that over now that I'm intentionally thinking about this, now that they've informed us of this official rebranding, I do know that over the past several months, I would say things like, you know, you can check out your podcast directory listing in iTunes or your iTunes listing will show this. And it's going to take me a little bit of time to fully transfer to the place where I'm no longer saying iTunes directory. It is the Apple Podcasts directory. It is no longer iTunes that they're going to call it. Now, what does this mean? I think it means that there is an 
even further renewed interest in podcasts for Apple. The fact that they took the time to decide to rebrand it Apple Podcasts instead of iTunes Podcasts, it could mean something for the future of iTunes, the actual desktop software. I Personally, I think that that is a little long in the tooth. I think there's a lot of things they could do to uh, fix that software. I think that eventually the iTunes software could, you know, break things out in a whole different way. But I, I, my guess, if and this, I'm, I do not have anything in the know. I could reach out to my contact at Apple. But the last time uh, Steve and I, Steve from Apple, and I had lunch together, um, we had a lot of conversation and there was, hey, this has got to stay hush-hush. <laughs> and I don't like those conversations. So I don't ask Steve anymore uh, to have conversations about what Apple is planning, what they're doing, because I like to speculate and I don't want to know information and not be able to share it with you guys. So I am just speculating here. But my guess is that it makes logical sense for Apple to develop a Apple Podcasts app for the desktop. Now, I don't think that they're working on that right now. But if they are, I think it would be smart. I think it would be nice to completely break Apple Podcasts away from the iTunes software and even make it a web-enabled thing. So, for example, if you are familiar with the app called Pocket Casts, which is a great app, I, there's only one thing I don't like about Apple's or not, about Pocket Casts, which I think is called Shifty Jelly, is the company behind it. The only thing I don't like about their software is they cache your RSS feed on their servers. And if their servers are ever delayed for any reason, you might release an episode of your podcast and then go out and publish all over social media that your episode's available. And if for some reason there's a delay in your RSS feed getting refreshed on the Pocket Casts server, you could potentially start getting lots of emails, depending on the size of your audience, but you could start getting lots of emails from people saying, hey, I'm refreshing this thing. I do not see any new episode. And I said, well, what app are you using? I use Pocket Cast. Ah, yeah, let me go check it out. And sure enough, it's not there. I'd have to send an email over to support at pocketcast.com or whatever the support email address was. And then I would say, hey, my feed's not showing this. Oh, we're, you know, let me just go refresh the server on your feed. Boom, it's there now. And, you know, uh, within 40 minutes to an hour later, then everybody can get it. That, that's very rare that it happens. But the fact that they even do that kind of frustrates me. But by the way, if you're wondering the reason why they do that, the reason they cache it on their soft on their servers is because rather than having the app go and check all of the different RSS feeds that you're subscribed to every time you load the app. When you load the app, it instantly shows you what they have available rather than when I open the Apple Podcasts app, for example, I'm subscribed to, let's just say, 17 different podcasts at this current moment in time. If I open up the app, it instantly is going in. If it's been more than an hour since the last time I've opened it, it's going to check 17 different RSS feeds, which is honestly not that big of a deal. I don't understand what anyway. But here's what I here's what the thing that Pocket Cast have and I and I love. Number one, 
it has mobile apps for practically every single platform out there. I do not think Apple's going to create an Apple Podcasts app for Android and for Windows Phone. Although, I think it would be awesome if they created an Apple Podcasts app for Android. Don't even see that in the picture, but I think it would be incredibly cool. All right. So, uh, but here's the deal. With Pocket Cast, they have an Android app. They have iOS app. They have a, they don't have a desktop app, but they do have a web application, which you can get to on your desktop. So inside of your browser, you can log into your Pocket Cast's premium account. And the cool thing about it is, is whatever your subscriptions are, if you subscribe to a new podcast and start listening to the latest episode. Let's say you're listening to episode 498 right now on your iPhone, okay? And you, you're you nine minutes or so into this episode, and you pause right now. You could go over to your iPad that also has the podca- Pocket Cast app on it, and you could hit play, and it'll pick up right where you left off. And then maybe four or five minutes later, you could hit pause again or stop, And you could go over to your Android tablet or your Android phone and load up the app, the the Pocket Cast app, and you can hit play on this episode, and it will continue where you left off on the iPad. And then if you stopped in there before the episode was over, and you go to PocketCasts.com or whatever the website address is, and log in with your username and password with them. You'll, you can navigate to this podcast episode there and hit play, and it'll play where it stopped on that Android device. So I absolutely love that, and I think my opinion of what Apple should do is I believe that they should create a web app version of Apple Podcasts. So basically, I, and I don't even know, I, I wonder if they have this address. If I go to applepodcasts.com, and let's see here. There is nothing at applepodcasts.com, but it looks like um, they're saying, hey, did you mean myapplepodcast.com? Which does take you to something else, and that is weird. I can't imagine that Apple would allow that. Uh, my, there's a Weebly site. I believe it's a Weebly uh, but it's it's somebody create my Apple podcast, your personal connection to everything Apple. I guess maybe I could see them having that. Anyway, but applepodcasts.com uh, is currently not loading anything. I would imagine that if Apple doesn't own that, they could own it pretty easily uh, with the amount of money that they have. I'm sure they could buy any domain they wanted. But anyway, I think that would be cool if they pulled, if they did that. That way, if you're, you know, giving that same experience that you get in Pocket Cast. And by the way, I know that there are some other services out there, so I don't need emails. I'm sure that probably Downcast, Overcast, and a bunch of those other ones. So you don't need to email me to say, hey, Cliff, there's a bunch of other services that do this. I understand that these things are available. And what I think would be incredibly awesome is if Apple was to create something that you could get from your app from your browser on there and uh, and to have that functionality. So that's one thing. Now another thing with this is Apple is very particular in how they want things to be promoted out there. Now the thing is is Apple does not own podcasts. I don't want anybody to come away with that opinion. By the way, as an independent podcaster, you are not bound to 
to do anything that you don't want to do and how you promote and what you say or whatever. So I, I'm, I guess there's probably some terms of service when you submit your podcast to Apple. Uh, but the reality is we're independent broadcasters. We do not have a governing body that dict- dictates to us what we can or cannot do or say or how we say things in our podcast. I, I very am, I'm very strong on that opinion. But what I will tell you is that Apple is wanting to make sure that if you have the promotion of your podcast on your website, uh, linking to you know your your listing in the Apple Podcasts directory. If you happen to have the old iTunes logo, they are I'm going to say requesting. <laughs> Although their, their their language in their emails may actually have um, like they have guidelines or whatever. But I think what they're doing is they're requesting that says, hey, we've created an Apple Podcasts badge. And in fact, they're like, this is the artwork that we want you to use. They tell you how you can use it and how you can't use it. Now, if you are going to use their logo, uh, you you don't want to manipulate it because that is their artwork. But they did create this badge called, that says, listen on Apple. Apple Podcasts, and it's got the little Apple Podcasts logo. Now, again, if you're going to use it, you have to use their artwork the way that they do dictate it. Now, if you create your own artwork, that's perfectly fine. At least, I don't know if it's, you know, if they have any guidelines outside of that. But anyway, if you go to podcastanswerman.com right now, in the sidebar of my site, right underneath where I currently promote my podcasting A to Z course, you'll see the new badge. It says, listen on Apple Podcasts. And if you click on it, it then takes you to the, well, if you're on the desktop, it should take you to a web preview of the, and and they still call it an iTunes preview. So their branding hasn't yet yet quite caught up. That should say Apple Podcasts preview. But like I said, it's going to take some time for them to to work through all of the rebranding. But yeah, that number one, it's no longer the iTunes podcast directory. It is the Apple podcast directory. That's official. Number two, I want to let you know that um, there is a very pretty, very nice, and I think visually appealing call to action button for your website that says listen on Apple podcast. I suggest that you get it, which by the way, I've created a quick URL to where you can find it. You can go to podcastanswerman.com slash apple badge all one word podcastanswerman.com slash apple badge all righty and also they give you some suggested call to action they they would like you to say things in your show and again this is just their suggested okay this isn't something they're dictating but they said hey you can direct your listeners to your show by saying hey listen to the podcast answer man or the cliff ravenscraft show on apple podcasts or if you love this episode, share it with a friend on Apple Podcasts. All right, so that's what they're saying. That's the change. Um, and I think it means some pretty interesting things for the future of podcasts and Apple and its excitement over it. I've got lots of things that I'll be talking about in the future relating to podcasting stuff that that just, podcasting is growing, my friends. It's, it's I love this stuff. All right. Let's uh, jump to some feedback 
now from Rick Coast. This is as a result of feedback from last week's episode 497, where I asked the question, will watching television either make or keep you you poor? And I got a ton of feedback from that. Lots of conversation regard over on this social media post that I posted on Facebook. But uh, absolutely loving the conversation there. And Rick sent me this email. He says, you pointed out that you are an avid moviegoer and enjoy many television shows. The person who is looking for a library of books as a sign of intelligence, passion, and wealth is missing something. Entertainment, theater, for example, was created as a means to understand the human condition. Sure, there are bad shows and movies with low social values, but the majority are created to shine a spotlight on what is what it is to be a person faced with situations both ordinary and extraordinary. Nine times out of ten, this is the goal of the writer. You may not read a book a day, but the vast amount of social interactions, suffering, and redemption that you have witnessed writers and screenwriters struggle with have become a part of who you are. This is why we can make an immediate connection with someone at a dinner party by talking about Star Wars or The Life of Pi. Both fictional and both have a wealth of human experiences that we can identify with. You have a deeper understanding of people simply because you immerse yourself in the experience of watching scripted scenes as you ask yourself, how would you handle being in their shoes? You come away from each show or movie or play with a desire to make what you've learned a part of who you are. Remember how Hamilton affected you? Not a book, but a musical. All right, so Rick, thank you so much for that feedback. I did neglect to share that in one of the benefits of television and movies last week. The fact that I am constantly faced with the human condition. I think I probably you know, touched on it a little bit, getting to know people in places uh, that you otherwise wouldn't have experienced. And I really focused on the places and just barely touched on the people when it came to, you know, understanding what life is like in other areas. But you're absolutely right. Um, I'm watching a television show every now and then called Speechless, which is a family that has a son with cerebral palsy. And he actually can't, he doesn't speak at all. He's in a wheelchair and has a an aide that actually follows him around and, and speaks for him as he uses a laser pointer to point to words and letters on a on a tablet. You know, so it, it I know it's fictional and it's 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 a little bit of a comedy, but you know, it does actually help me understand and and gives me a little bit of more empathy for those who have uh, family members with special needs, uh, and it it it, dis, it it basically opens up my worldview as to some of the situations those people ex- may experience, some of the discrimination, some of the challenges, and and yeah, and that's just a just even one little nth of a degree of what I get from the human condition that you're referring to. Stephanie and I took our kids, all three kids, last night to see the movie Gifted at the theaters, and and it's the story of a a young girl. I think she is in first grade. She ha- she is an absolute genius, a, a mathematical genius, and uh, she's well. I I won't tell you too much about the story, 
But I, I can tell you, I think what's in the trailer, she's living with her uncle um, for certain reasons, and her uncle is trying to give her an ordinary life rather than trying to put her in a special school for gifted children. Um, she want, He wants her to have a normal life rather than, you know, just this all education all the time, you know, only basically robbing her of her childhood. And the child's grandmother wants her basically wants to rob the girl of her childhood and not let her do things like go out and be a part of of things with other kids her age and stuff like that. But anyway, incredible movie. And again, it's it's the whole uh, there there was story of, you know, raising a child that's not yours. How does that impact your life? How does that impact your relationships with other people? there's so much in every every movie and you know i it's funny he says like you know sure there are some movies with low social values and i would argue that i actually watch a lot of uh, i i've seen and and enjoy uh several shows with low social values and i've seen a couple movies with low social values I'll give you a perfect example i'm not proud of the fact that i took my son to see fist fight with I can't remember who's in that movie, but it was this story of two teachers who were going to who were going to have a fist fight in this kind of like inner city kind of school, and it was wildly inappropriate. My son's you know getting ready to turn sixteen years old, and and you know the the things that he hears and sees and and experiences as a high school student is nowhere near as bad as this movie, except for maybe the drugs was a bit much. Uh, in in some circumstances, but my son is you know he's he, it did not it's not gonna like warp him now. Obviously, my my children are not as sheltered as maybe I would have been sheltered as an at an earlier age. But anyway, I took my son to see that movie. Number one, we both laughed out loud when I talked about laughter and and how important laughter is to us. But there are also, you know, even though it was wildly inappropriate and and maybe maybe not had some kind of major social, there's a lot of things that I got out of that movie that were something valuable. And it's standing up for what you believe in. It's it's you know conflict resolution, um, you know reconcil- reconciling a relationship, uh, doing what's right. There's a there. I mean, yeah. Anyway, so Rick, thank you so much for the feedback. You're absolutely right. There's a whole wealth of social interaction, suffering, and redemption that that I am that we can witness as screenwriters of television shows, movies, all of these writers are consistently writing stories in about the human condition that we can learn from. And and I totally agree with you. So thank you for that. All right. So then we're going to turn to another piece of email feedback from last week's episode, which is going to lead me into my thoughts on this week's topic. So here's what Jerry wrote. He says, Cliff, God is using your podcast to help change my life. Not an exaggeration. I just listened to Will Watching TV Make or Keep You Poor and loved every minute of it. It was like drinking from a good fire hose, which I'm wired for. Keep me keep on with these passion puking sessions that you are doing. All right. So first of all, I was like, wow, I've never heard of my content as 
passion puking, but uh, I get where you're coming from, and I'll take that as a totally awesome compliment, and I will continue to puke my passion on my audience. (laughs) Oh, I love it. All right, he continues. He says, the podcast also made me want to hear you elaborate on some things too, though. It might be something you've already done somewhere, but I would really like to hear you talk about how you fit all of life in, how you get the big rocks in. As I'm sure you're aware of the parable of the jar and the rocks and the sand and the water. And by the way, folks, if you're not familiar with that, I would encourage you to search for it. I'm going to figure out how to search it right now. I'm going to pause and I'll be right back. Okay, so I found it here. I just went to YouTube and I did a I did a search for parable of the jar. Okay, and I found this there's a ton of videos, lots of people using this parable out there and lots of great visual demonstrations of how this thing works out. But I did find this one YouTube video here and it actually has a little bit of a music track and it's just got a bunch of slides with with the words on it. So it's got the script to it to the parable. So here's the parable, and I'm going to read it from this YouTube video. A professor stood before his philosophy class holding a large and empty jar. When the class began, he proceeded to fill the jar with golf balls. He then asked the students if the jar was full, and they agreed that it was. So the professor then picked up a box of pebbles and poured them into the jar. The pebbles rolled into the open areas between the golf balls. He asked the students again if the jar was full. They agreed that it was. Then the professor picked up a box of sand and poured it into the jar. Of course, the sand worked its way through the empty spaces, filling up the rest of the jar. He asked once more if the jar was full. They responded with a unanimous yes. The professor then produced a bottle of chocolate milk from under the table. He poured it into the jar, effectively filling the empty space between the sand. The students laughed. Now, said the professor, I want you to recognize that this jar represents your life. The golf balls are the important things. Your family, your children, your health. The pebbles are the other things that matter, like your job, your home, your car. The sand is everything else, the small stuff. If you put the sand into the jar first, there is no room for the pebbles or the golf balls. The same goes for life. If you spend all of your time and energy on small stuff, you will never have room for the things that make you happy. And that, my friends, is the parable of the jar. So let me go back to the email from Jerry. Jerry says, I don't know how to do that. I just don't do a lot of things. You talk about working so hard, watching all this TV and all these movies, listening to a ton of podcasts, as well as other things, and having what sounds like a healthy family life. I know you've mentioned regrets about this in the past, but you seem to be repairing that and continuing to keep it a priority, and I would love to hear how you actually do that. Maybe even, if it's not too personal, a ballpark of how much time you tend to spend in these areas. 
I'm a very passionate person myself, but lack a lot of life skills and am scattered in a bunch of different directions. I'd like to learn how to wrangle all of this into an aimed and full life. I love podcasts and really want to connect with people that way. I'm developing a Star Wars podcast with my brother called Cell Block 1138, a cell block on the Death Star. Awesome. We've recorded several episodes, and I genuinely do think that it's the germ of something that really could be great and that a lot of people could connect with, but I haven't launched it yet because I'm still trying to figure out all the technical stuff. I know about your A to Z course and would love to take it if I can someday, but for now, you give out so much for free, and I'm watching your online tutorial that I believe we could get started okay if I could just stick with it. I have about 18 passions, as well as a wife and four kids who I'm even more passionate about. The problem is I'm pretty much a mess at life management. Largely, I go to work, come home, spend some time with the family, struggle through a few things, and go to bed late, get up early, and do it all over again without being able to really make any headway. What little time I actually do give to these things, I mostly end up jumping from one project to the next without anything to show for it. A lot of this, I think, comes from just not knowing what I should be doing at given times and wondering if I've given enough time to the most important things, which is why I'd love to hear how you do it. Anyway, I'm also drawn to commerce, so I would love to be able to podcast in conjunction with some sort of online business, if I can think of one, as well as do things with music. I'm a gifted and accomplished musician and songwriter. With video, I'm good at that too, and to support my family that way. I'm a believer in Christ, but have struggled with a poverty spirit. I loved the recent episodes about the intrinsic morality of business and making money, as well as the money guilt. I also want to really build wealth, and I'm starting to suspect that it's not a bad thing. Sorry for this lengthy fire hose, Cliff, but if you've been thinking of a podcast focusing heavily in this direction at all and think it might be a good idea, count this as a vote for it too. Be blessed, bro, Jerry. All right, so first, I gotta tell you guys, I should have told you at the beginning, Jerry gave me permission to read his email to you. And Jerry, I I gotta say, man, I, I totally know where you're coming from. And as I read that, I am certain that there are hundreds, guaranteed hundreds, and potentially thousands of people who identified 100% with everything I just read. And I know that for myself, for the first, gosh, three to five years of of doing this full time as my career, I would have really said that I, I connect with all of that. I really struggled with trying to figure it all out, you know, trying to to pursue this balance in life, but yet knowing that I had to do things to make ends meet, I was struggling to know what things to do, so I was throwing everything I could against the wall to see what stuck. I was working an incredible number of hours. I mean, you alluded to the fact that I... You know, there are some regrets I have about what I did in the early days to really get this business to where it is today. And I'm not sure 100% if, 
I I could I say today that I have regrets, but now that I am being, you know, I am getting to the place where God's given me the grace and and mercy to repair the relationship with really the the one person that was most affected, which is my oldest daughter. And I, I will say that I I will say today I feel very good about that relationship. Actually, I'm going to upgrade it. I, I feel great about that relationship. And while I regret that I neglected family time as much as I did in those early days, I understand why I did it back then. My wife definitely understood it and supported it, and my daughter probably didn't understand then. Today, as a 17-year-old, almost 18 now, uh, she definitely is coming around to understanding, and I definitely know as an adult she will fully she'll come to the place where she'll fully understand the decisions I made and and the amount of time and effort and energy that I I put in that area while I still don't know that it was a healthy thing to do I I, do, I think that I'm going to stop saying that I have regrets about it I back then my life was completely unbalanced I made a lot of crazy decisions with how I prioritized and used my time. And yeah, there's a ton of things that I know today that if I knew all of it back then, that I could have been more effective in the things that I do. And I think that's one of the cool things about coaching. And one of the things that I love about bringing life coaching into what I do. So when somebody signs up for podcasting A to Z, you know, when they tell me what their high and lofty goals are, hey, I I, I have no online following, I have, uh, you know, I have this job, I hate it, I want to create a podcast and turn it into a business that can financially support me and my 18 kids, I'm, I'm exaggerating here, within the next three to six months. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, hold the horses here. And, and uh, now, again, I am exaggerating that, but there are a lot of big and lofty goals a lot of which could be achieved if basically that was the only thing in life that mattered to them. And by the way, I've actually seen some people who thankfully had less commitments to others outside of, you know, they, they didn't have the whole situation with a wife and kids and and they were able to hunker down and, and do an insane amount of work and and pull some things off. I've seen... Other people, though, that have some pretty high and lofty goals, they have a full-time career, they don't have the financial resources to up and leave that career and do this full-time, that had goals to have this become their main source of income within you know, within 12 to 18 months. And I'm like, while I think that's possible, I don't think it's possible for you to do it and maintain what I, well, I, basically I would ask them, it's like, well, tell me about your marriage, How how's that, how's are, are, is your wife on the same page? Does she is she already leaning towards it, suggesting that you leave your career and pursue this as a full time thing? Well, we haven't really talked. Okay, <laughs> good to know. Um, do you have any kids? You know what? Are, are you okay with the fact that you you never see the kids for a couple of weeks or months out of the year? Um, yeah, and and when we get to talking about it, it's like okay, well, given what your priorities are and what you say you want your life to be like, here are some things that I think we might want to look into as far as more realistic goals. Maybe you can achieve this, this, and this within the next 12 to 18 months, but for this to become your full-time career, it's going to take a little bit longer than that. I think there are some other people out there that promise promise you some different things, 
but I, I I'm only going to be able to coach you from my experience and 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 the experience that I've had actually watching other people build their brands and and, and, and so that's what I like to do there. So with with all of that being said, <laughs> how do I fit it all in? So and and by the way, he says maybe you've documented this somewhere. I want to encourage you guys if you go to pursuingabalancedlife.com. Let's see here. I'm pulling it up here. Pursuingabalancedlife.com. That will take you to a podcast listing on my old network site. I used to have this podcast called Pursuing a Balanced Life. And it eventually became the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And I shut it down and brought the Cliff Ravenscraft Show over here to Podcast Answer Man. This show today is the Podcast Answer Man podcast. It's also the Cliff Ravenscraft Show podcast. And and so if you're looking for Podcast Answer Man, you, this is the place. If you're looking for the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, this is the place. But for the longest time, I had this episode, this podcast called Pursuing a Balanced Life. And the name of the show tells you that I was, my life was massively out of balance. I recognized that, you know, I'm not spending as much time with my children as I wanted to. I am not focused on my, I'm not getting anything as far as physical activity in. My health is, you know, degrading because of how much I'm working. I am working. Uh, burning the candle at both ends of the stick. It my life was work, 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 and eating, and work, 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 and eating, and that and that was my life for years. And I was I was struggling. I I knew that God desired more for me, and and I knew that I was pursuing success in building and growing this business. And I knew that it was going to happen eventually. But I knew that God also wanted me to become more of who he created me to be, and I was pursuing that. I wanted to pursue more balance. So I created this podcast that eventually, it was, it, by the way, the first 397 episodes of that podcast were called My Crazy Life. <laughs> so if that gives you any indication, I knew my life was crazy. It was insane for me to live the life that I was living. It was not something that should be prescribed for anyone. So for the first 397 episodes, that podcast was called My Crazy Life. And I realized that I I knew that the theme of the show was that I don't want my life to be crazy anymore. And I figured if there are other people who are out there who want to learn more about how to pursue a more balanced and healthy lifestyle... And so if I changed the name of the show, I'd probably pick up more folks listening. So at episode 398, I changed the name of that podcast to Pursuing a Balanced Life. And of course, that show went all the way up to 659 episodes. And you can find all of them at pursuingabalancedlife.com. By the way, there is no longer a podcast feed on that particular show. I'm not going to go into the reason why for that here right now. It's it's not the point. But I just wanted to let you know, yes, I've covered this uh, topic of how do, how do I fit it all in. And it just so happens to be in 659 episodes over at PursuingAbalancedLife.com. All right. So I'm not going to expect you to go back and listen to all 659 of those episodes. Jerry, so I'm going to give you some thoughts here off the top of my head. You know, this is where I am today. First of all, I want to tell you this. I don't always fit it all in. And in fact, I've grown to accept that. 
I don't. I, I, I am free from the desire to try to fit it all in all the time. I, there are times when my life is more balanced than others, but I don't think we'll ever achieve a fully balanced life. And I, I'm no longer pursuing that ongoing, consistent, you know, I have achieved, I have quote unquote arrived. You know, that's why the show, by the way, was called Pursuing a Balanced Life instead of Achieving a Balanced Life or Living a Balanced Life. No, it, it, it's, it's a constant pursuit of more balance in life or, main, you know, finding a sense of balance in life. But I think that while we may have seasons where our life is is more balanced than any other season of life, there, I can just tell you right now that if my ultimate goal was to have a fully balanced life where my health and fitness is always in in perfect form, my relationship with my wife is perfect form, she's never neglected, we're always going on date nights every single week, where my my relationship with each of my three children are individually, are totally spot on, we're having crazy one-on-one conversations on a very regular basis. We're going out on individual date nights, you know, every now and then, at least once a month. Uh, My children are, I'm always, constantly, endlessly available to my children at the drop of a hat, night or day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dad's always there. Never, 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 never is there anything that, that, would come between dad time and daughter and and or son. And so um you know and then of course I would love it if if my work it was always my priority and and that every day I chose the one two or three things that I had to get done and every single day I accomplished all one two or three things that I said I was going to do. I would love to say that my relationship with all of my friends are all intact and perfect that that whenever a friend reaches out for help and and guidance that I am always at the drop of a hat ready to serve them any way that I can um all the people who who are are you know just, I I could go on you know it, it's like I I I would love to have all everything you know but are there times when I've lived uh, short seasons of life here and there where I've been able to accomplish all of those things. Very rare occasions, very rare occasions. But what I can tell you is that I no longer desire for myself to fit it in all the time. And and I've grown to accept that there are seasons of life. And so you hear that Gosh, Cliff has his workout and health and fitness routine. Dude, he's going gangbusters. And by the way, that is something that I will tell you that I always have put in first priority. That is something that is one of the big golf balls, all right? So one of the big golf balls is my health and fitness. So December 14th, 2000, or no, November 14th, 2014, I told the world of my commitment. I said, I am going to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. And I have maintained that commitment. That is that is who I am. That is my identity, all right? Now, 
With that being said, I say I've maintained that. Has there ever been a week where I didn't work out six days? Yeah, there has been. It's very rare. And so how can I say I maintain that without fail? Well, because there, there are some circumstances. Like, for example, I may actually travel from Kentucky to the, you know, from the East Coast to the West Coast and be basically be flying all day long. And that may be an issue where I'm not able to do what I would normally do that day. So I might take that as one of my six days a week off. And so I, I will actually say I'm not going to do that. That's, but I'm going to work out this, you know, the six days before it and the six days after it. And then I may have a day at the conference where, you know what, um, I literally spent all day long at the conference. I got up early in the morning preparing and, and, and doing some uh, preparation for my talk, mentally preparing for it. Then I didn't want to just, you know, hide from everybody. So I went over to the conference and, and hung out with people, sat in on some other sessions, went out to lunch with some folks, and then um, came back, did my talk, and then spent the rest of the day hanging out with folks, networking, and then went to the networking party and and dinner or whatever. And and then it's like 1130, 12 o'clock midnight when I get back to the hotel. And it's like, wait a second, two days ago, I took the day off because I was traveling. And now it's midnight. And I didn't work out this morning because I wanted to instantly get up and get dressed and ready because I have to look good for the presentation. But also, I need to mentally prepare. It's like, and then I thought to myself, well, I'm going to work out tonight. And then when tonight came around, it's almost midnight and I need to go to bed and I need to get up in the morning and work out. Uh, but do I go to, do I work out at 1230 in the morning and then go, go and go to bed, which I already know personally from my experience that if I go to work out at 1230 in the morning, I, I'll be hitting the bed about two o'clock in the morning. But the thing is, is after a workout, I won't be able to go to sleep for quite some time. So it'll be three or four in the morning before I go to sleep. And then I'd have to get up at six and go work out again. And that's not healthy either. And so I look and say, okay, well, how do I justify this? I could just say, hey, you know, it is what it is and, and stuff like that. But then I look at my watch and I say, wait a second, I've been at this conference all day long and let me take a look at how many steps I did. Whoa, 21,000 steps. That's okay. So I walked about 10 miles today. Okay. I think I can consider that to maybe my workout and we'll go on. But health and fitness, that, that my mind is constantly thinking about that. And with, I would say with the exception of four times in over two years and five months or about two years and five months now, um, with with the exception of four different occasions, I have maintained six days a week every week for the rest of my life. Or well, and I plan to do it for the rest of my life. And you know what? I always understand that there are going to be times when you know an illness may come up or an injury, and I may be asked to take some time off. And will I? And by the way, I'm not concerned about the streak either. I I, I allowed myself to. Matter of fact, people keep asking me on. You know, are, are you signed up on Strava? Are you signed up on these things where you can do social sharing and, and competitions and weekly rankings? Listen, the only person I am in competition with is myself. So, no, I'm not a part of any of those social media sharing of, of rankings. I'm not going to do, I've tried that before and I found it demotivating with people who basically devote their entire life to working out. So, 
but he, that I can tell you, Jerry, that that's one thing for me that is number one. Working out is above my business. Working out many times comes as a priority over my family, unless there's now there are certain things with my family that would actually be a priority over that. So what do I mean by that? Working out is actually a priori- priority over my family time. Well, uh, that means that um, if if I have, let's just say I didn't work out in the morning, it, which I most do most of the time, but if I didn't work out in the morning and I said, I'm going to work out tonight, but tonight, if all of a sudden my wife is going to take my, you know, let's just say one of the children out to do something and she asked me, hey, can you take so-and-so to do this? So I have to take another child. Then that's where the priority, that that's where my family becomes the priority over my workout. And then I say, okay, when I get home from that, then I'll work out. But if it's like, hey, the family's like, hey, can, you know, we're going to do an entire marathon. We're going to watch three movies in a row so we can be prepared to see the fourth movie when it comes out in the theater this weekend. I'll say, hey, I'll watch some of that with you. Uh, but why don't you guys go ahead and start and I'm going to go work out. I'll get a shower and then I'll finish. I'll, I'll, fi- I'll sit down and watch the rest of them. That's where my workouts become a priority over the family. All right. So it, it's all about priorities. Um, and that's, so for me, working out is a priority over my business, over my family with, with, within certain, um, acceptable guidelines. Uh, but then my family comes next. My wife, my relationship with my wife become, comes before my children and then my children. And then after my health and family, my health and physical fitness, after my family, comes my work and then after my work comes my friends and sometimes my friends can bump up and and jump over the place of work now a couple things that I got to tell you here so I don't always fit things in there are seasons so you hear me talking about all these different things that I do there are times when I do very little work and I do lots of watching TV. So one of the things that I've learned about myself is when I go away for, let's just say, a week to a week. Well, let's just say I go away for a week. I go on vacation slash business trip, and I get out of my routine. I'm totally enjoying the recreation, relaxation, not working at all, not checking my email every couple hours. I'm not responding to any. I'm just enjoying life. I'm enjoying friends. I'm enjoying family, whatever the case may be. If I'm gone for one week, I already know from experience that when I return, I am I tend to have something called post-vacation blues. It's where I just don't want to work. I, 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 my motivation and inspiration to actually do work in my business is next to nil. Now, if there's some kind of commitment or requirement, can I force myself to do it? You bet it. I, but I, it has to be something that, can't be procrastinated on because if it's anything that if there is a even if it's the slightest potential that I can procrastinate and put it off I'm going to put it off I know this already so when you hear me say I've been watched all these things so for example when I say I've watched more television and more movies I just recently went to San Diego for social media marketing world and before I went to San Diego on my iPad Pro, I went into Netflix and I went into Amazon and I looked up tons of sci-fi TV shows and t- sci-fi movies. 
and um, Amazon allows you to download apps so you can watch or movies and TV shows so you can watch them uh, when you're not connected to the internet. And on Netflix, they have a lot of stuff that you can download as well. And so all a lot of those TV shows that I've watched and some of the movies that I've watched recently, um, a lot of them I watched while I was flying across the country. So we're talking a total of about six hours worth of viewing time on the flight there and six hours back, okay? And then when I'm out at a conference, I'm unplugged. You know, I, sure, I check my email, make sure everything's fine, check in with my assistant, see if she needs me for anything. But when I'm at a conference, so I was at Social Media Marketing World for, what, four nights, five nights, something like that. So every night at the hotel, when I'm at the, you know, sure, I get home, you know, or get back to the hotel, 1130, 12 o'clock at night. And what do I do? I'll watch one, two, or even three episodes of a TV show. Or I might watch a movie before I go to sleep. And then I, you know, whatever. So, and you figure that's a couple, that could be an hour and a half to two hours every night while I was in San Diego. And then, by the way, there was one afternoon when I actually first flew into San Diego. I, I happened to know that there was a movie theater within walking distance. And so I walked to see a movie while in San Diego. Um, and, and so, yeah. And then I came back from San Diego. And guess what? I had an incredible time. And I had very low motivation to jump right back into work. I did have a massive commitment. I maintained that commitment with full sincerity and, and awesomeness. But I will tell you what, at the end of every day, meeting the commitments that I had, you know, jumping right back from San Diego during the evening, I wanted to unplug. I wanted to, I wanted to run away from anything and everything that could be procrastinated on. And so I asked my mo- my family, I said, do you want to go see a movie? Stephanie, do you want to go see a movie? Yeah. So one night she might join me for a movie. And then the next night I'm like, "It's t- that was Monday. So the next night is Tuesday. Tuesday I'm like, Stephanie, you want to go see a movie? She says, nope. Matthew, do you want to go see a movie? Nope. McKenna- Megan, do you want to see a movie? Yeah. And so I take Megan to see a movie. And, and so there was a whole week where just about every night I went out and saw a movie. Why? Because I didn't want to work. And I knew that it didn't want to work. And so at that point in time, what I can tell you is that I, you know, work is work is not a massive golf ball. All right. There, there are very few golf balls. Um, and and health and fis, fitness is a golf ball. And then I would say for me, you know, the pebbles are well, you know, I would say family is a is a golf ball, and I would say work is a golf ball. But not every time is work getting fit in. Sometimes will my entertainment and recreation. There are seasons where my recreation is a priority over my work, and then there are times when there I I'm not actually doing any recreation. There are times when. I am like, oh, wow. I it's, it, it's usually about a week and a half to, it's about a week to a week and a half after a week-long trip. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I've procrastinated on a lot. I And I'm running up against some real deadlines. And then there is pressure to get things done. And I actually do operate really well under pressure. And pressure motivates me. <laughs> deadlines motivate me and and I procrastinated on so much as long as it could be procrastinated on and by golly now it's time this has to be done within the next 48 hours and next thing you know 
I, I get involved, I, I'm working on it, and guess what? I'm not watching any TV. I'm not watching any movies. I'm by, you know, my family's asking me, do you want to see a movie tonight? Nah, can we see it this weekend? I'm really got to work on this project. Hey, Dad, come up and watch this TV show. I'm sorry, guys, tonight, I know I normally don't work during the evenings, but for the next two or three nights, I'm going to be working t- during the evenings, and I'll be, I'll be, you know, super laser focused on work, 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 work. Now, the thing is, is my health and fitness, I'm still working out as a priority. My, my working out is always going to be above my work. Uh, that's, that's never something I ever want to actually have reversed ever again. So working out is always above work. But work sometimes does actually get bumped up above family time and it can get it bumped up, but it's seasons. It's never ongoing, consistent. This is always how it is. You know, there's, there's sometimes it's a couple days. Sometimes it's two or three weeks. During podcasting A to Z, um, there, there are times if I've got podcasting A to Z going on, that's four weeks of coaching up to 20 to 30 students. If I've got that going on and I have another business project on top of that, I, there are times where I could go an entire month where that's a season where I am like really committed to work on, on a very heavy scale and I'm tilted in that direction. And so when I'm doing that, there's a lot of other things aren't getting done. Another thing I want to share real quickly is so that that's the whole seasons thing. But but seasons never last ongoing. Seasons aren't year round. Seasons year seasons aren't always, you know, by the quarter. It's not just like winter, fall, spring and and uh what what is it and summer. It's not like that. It's it's if anything they're usually my seasons tend to run anywhere between 3 to 6 weeks weeks in length. And and it's usually during each of those seasons, I'm extremely unbalanced with a heavy emphasis and focus on entertainment or family or work or friends or something else. But usually, I you know, if you were to round it all out throughout the year, I think there's probably a bit more balance than you can imagine. Now, um. A couple other things. So I do want to say this. I I say no to almost everything that comes my way. That's another very important thing. In fact, when I was actually trying to get to the place where I'm living life, where the way that I am living it today, I am living life today the way that I dreamed I would be able to live life one day. And... (laughs) For me, there was a time, if those who have been listening for many years, you guys are aware of this, there was a time when I was the director of podcasting for a massive conference known as New Media Expo, used to be called Blog World, and I was the director of podcasting responsible for the entire podcasting track, which was a massive responsibility. It paid extremely well. It had The income for me was extremely attractive which made it worth the commitment and the time and the energy it took which was a lot but at the same time I was the director of podcasting for New Media Expo I was also the facilitator of the podcast mastermind this was a mastermind organization that I personally ran it was something that people paid for and I had five groups of up to 10 people and those people paid a monthly fee, and I facilitated two 
90-minute meetings per month, every month for those people. So I had all of this work to do on a very consistent basis as the director of podcasting for New Media Expo. I was doing two or five 90-minute mastermind group calls, facilitating them personally twice a month. And on top of that, I was also doing podcasting A to Z for four weeks for up to 20 to 30 students, four to six times a year. And on top of that, I was creating multiple podcast episodes per week. So what I will, and and there was some other things that I was doing, which was, you know, traveling to speak at conferences, preparing talks, my the the amount of stuff that i had on my plate it was ridiculous and so i said you know what i need to cut back i i, I need to cut back and so i actually went and i um resigned as the director of podcasting for new media expo um i went to my mastermind group folks and said hey guys i just want to let you know we're going to finish out this month but effective next month it's the 2 year anniversary of the podcast mastermind just want to let you know I'm shutting it down. I will no longer be hosting the meetings and and stuff like that. And I explained to each mem- or each meeting in each meeting I explained why I was shutting it down and gave them some notice. But uh, I shut down that mastermind. By the way, those two things together, uh, fifty six. Well, I won't give you the total amount, but let's just say this: it was it was at least a six figure income by shutting those two things down. All right, so it was it was more than $100,000 a year by shutting those two things down. And then I looked at all of the other things that I was doing. I shut down a bunch of podcasts. I went from producing six podcast episodes per week down to two. Actually, down to three, and then it was... Uh, in it was March of 2016 that I went down to two shows finally. So I'm constantly looking for ways to say no to things because I I I, I want to actually say anything that I say yes to. I want to give it my full attention. I want to give it my my maximum effort. And also, what you know, I make determinations on what qualifies a yes and anything that I say yes to. And by the way, not everything I say yes to is is a monetary thing. So for example. My wife and I do a show every week called Family from the Heart. It produces no income whatsoever right now. It did for four, four and a half, the first four and a half years, but I personally ended that sponsorship um, for various reasons. But anyway, that show today produces zero income, but we do it every single week. And there's a couple other things that I do say yes to that produce no income, and I do them for my own reasons. But the things that I do that do produce income I make sure that the very few things that I'm doing are extremely profitable. So, and, and, which is why I do podcasting A to Z. But the thing is, is the re, the cool thing is, is ever since I've made all of these decisions, and now everybody who's I've had over 630 students, I think almost actually 660 students go through podcasting A to Z since March 2011, and. Since that time, there's never been a person who wasn't completely satisfied with their experience. But man, since actually saying no to all these other things, if you if you could just hear some of the things people have said that have gone through the course in the last two and a half, three years, you'd be blown away. I mean, it's like they, they show up at my conferences, at my talks, and 
they're actually out there in the crowd telling people you've got to take his course. It's it's so awesome. So I say no to almost everything. In fact, um, so I've already determined right now what I say yes to in my business, and it's very few things. Right now, off the top of my head, podcasting A to Z is a current yes. It's the biggest priority in my business. Number two, equipment sales, but only the exact equipment package that I have now. If you were to, if you are from Canada, from Australia, well, here's the thing. If you're from anywhere outside of the continental U.S. and you ask me, can I ship you my equipment package? The answer is no. I do not ship outside of the United States. I have things set up so that things, you know, it, I have a system and a process for selling my equipment package inside of the United States that that works extremely well and I do not ship outside of the United States. And the reason for that is because every shipping things outside of the United States has these um, import taxes and and all kinds of other things. There are forms to fill out and there, there are not enough orders to, to go through where it, it's the orders are sparse so far apart from each other Things change, the forms change, and you have to investigate every single. Ain't nobody got time for that now. If if equipment sales were my number one priority, maybe I would make some exceptions and say, "Hey, let's get a team put together here and hire somebody who actually handles all international sales." And who knows? Maybe one day I'll do that. But right now, it's a no. All right. So I say yes to podcasting A to Z to anyone in the world. By the way, I say yes to equipment sales inside the continental United States. I say yes to the sale of my digital tutorials that are available at podcast an- or store.podcastanswerman.com. Again, that's store.podcastanswerman.com. I say yes to only two conferences per year, which is currently podcast movement and social media marketing world. Um, my answer to all other conferences has been no. I did. I made very few exceptions. I get invited to a ton of conferences. I say no to them all. Although the I did do New Media Europe because I wanted to go to the UK and was very honored by that. I did say yes to the New Zealand conference, Asia Pacific Podcast Conference, because I wanted to go to New Zealand. New Zealand that was on the bucket list as well. And so, but. If it weren't for those exotic locations that were on my bucket list, I would have said no to those conferences too because no is my automatic response. I've already determined what I'm saying yes to. And uh, what else do I say yes to? I say yes to creating this podcast every, every week. I say yes to creating my email newsletter every week. And by the way, I want to tell you real quick, um, Jerry, there have been out so far since I started the podcast podcast development newsletter there have been a total of either two or three Fridays over the last couple months where I did not produce a newsletter update and you know what I said yeah, you know I'm not gonna do it I'm not um, one of them was when I got back from San Diego I'm like can this be procrastinated yeah is it wise no can it be procrastinated? Yeah. Am I going to procrastinate it? Yeah. So I deleted it off my to-do list and I said, I'll get to it next. I'll, I'll, do, a, I'll do a great newsletter next week. And so again, I don't fit it all in all the time. I am trying to make sure that this podcast episode comes out every single week. 
But, you know, the thing is, is last year I made a commitment. 52 weeks, you'll never miss an episode. I promise you that. I have not made that promise this year. So who knows? There may be a week where there's not an episode of this podcast, although I don't see that happening. This is something that I definitely want. This is a definite yes on my list. All right. But I will tell you that in 2017, this podcast is in the realm of a potential procrastination. Although what I did uh, just be for social media marketing world, I recorded several episodes in advance so that because I knew when I came back, I wasn't going to want to record. But now I'm, you know, I'm, gosh, I've been back from social media marketing world for over a month now and, and I'm back, you know, full on and doing all kinds of stuff in my business and getting excited about all kinds of new things in my business, which you'll hear about in future episodes. So I say no to almost everything. I get a couple hundred emails every single day, people asking me for one-on-one coaching, begging me. I've had people offer to pay me $1,500 for an hour of my time, and I say no, because that's not what I say yes to. Um, and, and, I, and, and also because I know that there is somebody else out there who is extremely well-qualified to answer their help, I connect them to the right person to help answer that, who can actually even probably answer their specific need uh, better than I can, and it's what they and it's what they have chosen to say yes to, which is one-on-one coaching outside of my four-week A to Z course. So I say no to almost everything. I say no to these conference requests. I say no to uh, podcast interviews right now. Although I will be saying yes to those at some point in the future, so I do have a waiting list, and I tell people I, I'm, it's a no right now, but I'll put you on my waiting list. But yeah, Jerry, I say no to almost everything in my business. Um, I, a lot of people reach out and say, hey, Cliff, I'm passing through town. A, a friend of mine, his name's Carrie, just said, hey, Cliff, I'm coming through town. Uh, I'd love to work out with you again. And I said, oh, that's awesome. Email me. And so that was during a live stream. I said, email me. So he emailed me and says, hey, I'm going to be coming through. It's going to be either on this date. It'll be early afternoon, late morning, or it's going to be on this. That's going to Nashville. But when I come home from Nashville, it'll be on this date. And that's definitely going to be early afternoon. And I said, hey, I really appreciate the opportunity to hang out with you. I would love to work out with you. I do not expect you to change your travel schedule. Certainly on the way back, I know you won't be able to, but I don't want to encourage you to leave any earlier on your way down. Uh, If you want to, that's completely up to you. But here's the deal. On that day or on any day, on any weekday during May, I have podcasting A to Z. And so I have to be here from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. because that's my commitment to my students. So that means that I'm going to be at the gym anywhere between the hours of 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And if you can join me then, you're more than welcome to. Otherwise, I'm sorry we couldn't make it work out this time. And so again, I'm very clear with what I say yes to and what I say no to. and, And I don't feel bad about those things because I know why I've made the decisions that I've made. And there... The priority of one thing over another changes from time to time. And by the way, um, there's always this mindset that there are some times where I do for some what I wish I could do for everyone. And there are some times where I'll, I'll, I'll jump in and do some quick troubleshooting and help somebody who's in need without charging them anything. And I just like, you know, I, I might spend anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour trying to help somebody f- figure something out, not even charging them for it and just 
just to, because I want to do for some what I wish I could do for everyone. And every now and then I try to fit in as much as that as I can. But in most cases, I'm not available for one-on-one. I'm not available to personally help you. But in all of those cases, I do have responses where I give tons of resources where they will be able to find that the help they need. So, Jerry, life management, how do I fit it all in? I don't always fit it all in. And I know specifically you wanted to know hours and stuff like that. I, it, it, every season's different for me of when I fit in, what I fit in. Now, I will tell you this. The podcasts I listen to, I, I work from home. So I wake up in the morning. Stephanie's usually... Uh, you know, gotten the kids ready and she's getting ready and all this other stuff. So if she's going to work out with me at the gym, we do strength training together three days a week. What I do is while I'm getting ready in the morning, I'm usually upstairs by myself. I'm listening to a podcast for about 30 minutes to an hour while I'm getting ready for the gym. And then um, when we go to the gym, Stephanie and I are working out together. So there's no podcast listening. Then we have conversation um, but then when I get home from the gym, Stephanie usually goes upstairs and gets a shower and stuff like that. But I always fix myself breakfast. Every morning I have breakfast alone. That's every single day, seven days a week I have breakfast alone. And that's always about an hour. I, I make myself breakfast, bacon and eggs every morning. And that's always an hour every day on top of time getting ready up in the bathroom. So it could be you know half an hour to an hour getting ready, but then you figure an hour of podcast listening during um, my breakfast, and then I almost always have lunch alone. Although Stephanie and I are very uh, much, you know, we'll we'll go out to lunch together and and go out for lunch uh, from time to time. But I would say at least five days a week or four di- no four to five days a week. I have lunch alone, and that's always an hour of podcast listening or audiobook listening. Because if I'm all caught up on all my podcasts that I want to listen to, then I j- jump over to an audiobook. And then uh, during the evening, um, there there are times when I might drive somewhere. Stephanie will ask me to drive the girls, one of the girls, to dance, um, and then. Uh, while that dance, I just sit in the car for <laughs> anywhere between 45 minutes. I might even stay there for two hours and I might either do a live stream on Facebook or I might listen to podcasts or an audiobook. So there, and, and sometimes when I'm in bed at night, I go to bed even if I'm not tired at the same time, which is usually around 10, 11 o'clock. And um, if I'm not tired, then I listen to an audiobook or a podcast until I'm tired. And then I turn it off and go to sleep when I'm starting to kind of doze off. So, yeah, I that, that's how I fit some of those things in and, and stuff like that. But all this other stuff, I, it, there is never a time when I always fit everything in. And I've, get, I've just grown to accept that that's the fact of how life is. For me, there are always seasons. And in those seasons of life, I am very unbalanced and heavily focused in certain areas during that season. So the family time might be cut very short. Date nights with Stephanie might be cut very short while I'm working on a project above and beyond a podcasting A to Z. Uh, there are times when I come back from a conference or a vacation and work is not even, in, it's not even on my mind for about a week to a week and a half, except what I must have to do. But anything that can be procrastinated on, whatever. I just, I, and, and I go, I am so unbalanced and heavily focused on entertainment. 
But you know, I that's why I say, you know, I, I enjoy what I learn, what I pick up from all that entertainment. That, my friend, is my answer to your question. I hope that it's helpful. If you guys have enjoyed this, let me know. Go over to podcastanswerman.com slash 498 and say, thanks, Cliff, for the episode on how you fit it in. Or don't fit it all in. Anyway, real quick, I want to let you know my next session of podcasting A to Z is coming up in one week. Actually, wait, you guys are getting this on Friday. Uh, It's actually coming up this coming Monday. (laughs) I'm recording this ahead of time. I love it. I'm ahead of schedule again. But yes, my next session of Podcasting A to Z is my 30th session of Podcasting A to Z. I would love to have this opportunity to be your personal coach for four weeks. I'd be standing by to answer every single question you could possibly think to throw my way. But not only that, but it's an opportunity for me to connect with you on a deeper level, to get to know who you are, what your goals are, so that I can be the greatest source of motivation, encouragement, inspiration, education. I desperately want to serve you any way I can during a four-week session of podcasting A to Z. My next session is right here, right after this weekend, after this is being released. It starts on Monday, May 1st. You can register over at podcastinga2z.com. If you happen to be listening to this during the first week of May, it's not too late to join. Uh, Just email me, cliff, at podcastanswerman.com if you want in after uh, the the official launch on Monday, May 1st. So again, that's podcastinga2z.com if you get this and want to register before May 1st. And if it's after May 1st and you want in still during the first week of the course, Email me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. And of course, if you want to join me for a future session of Podcasting A to Z, send me an email, cliff at podcastanswerman.com and say, hey, Cliff, I desperately want to join you for a future session. Will you put me on your personal follow-up list? And I'll be happy to do that. And with that, my friends, thank you so much for tuning into this extended length edition of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Some man.